Hello, people of the world. This is Nick Zoraris, and this is the Upper Bowl GM Podcast. It is an exciting time to be a football fan. We are in the stretch run of the NFL season. We are approaching conference championship weekend. By the time you are listening to this on Friday, we will be less than 24 hours away from championship games in the Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, AAC, the MAC. It's a busy weekend of football. There's NFL games on Saturday this week, too. So it's a smorgasbord, a lot of content to consume as football fans. I hope you all have multiple screens in your viewing areas like I do, because you are damn sure going to need it. Going into this weekend, I expect to just have fun, to be completely honest with you. I don't expect much from the Giants on Sunday Night Football against the Browns. I'll do a football recap episode Monday, that'll drop Monday morning because there's just so much football to consume. It's good to have a recap. Just the storylines to take away going into the college football playoff and the last two weeks of the NFL season. This episode today, I cannot believe I did this. I went and booked a Rutgers football episode. But before we get to our very special guest, got to remind everyone you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple's podcasting service. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you can get a podcast, this podcast is available. Please subscribe, leave a review. Be really nice when you complain. Got a few reviews on the podcast, whether it be on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever. Be really nice. Okay, now that we've laid out the business, Rutgers football, they might not be back like Texas was back as um the great... Joe Tessitore once said, but Rutgers football resembles a football team for the first time in a long time, and it's because of Greg Schiano returning as head coach. I will see you guys on the other side of the drop with my very special guest, and uh, we're going to uh, keep chopping. Rom under center, takes the snap, drops back. Yeah! He is sacked! And the Scarlet Knights win it! There is pandemonium in Piscataway! Rutgers has knocked off number three, Louisville! 28 to 25. And with that throwback introduction, I welcome to the Upper Bowl GM podcast a mutual I've known, someone who's out there in the sports media universe, mostly writes about the Mets, but today she's here to talk about the resurgent Rutgers Scarlet Knights. How are we doing, Lainey? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm I'm excited for a Rutgers football game on a Saturday, and it's not 2008. I know. It's weird. It's a weird time. (laughs) It's a weird time. Yeah. So let's just jump right into it. How did you join this flock? Was it because you chose to go there for school? Was it because it's where you grew up? Was it someone you knew? How did you get involved? So my dad went to Rutgers for a little while. Uh, My uncle, is uh, that's his alma mater, and... It was kind of in the family, but it's really just because that's where I wanted to go to school um, for academically. They have a great journalism program and just sort of where I ended up. Um, so I, yeah, that was kind of, that's kind of the hand I was, I was given. Uh, my oldest brother went to Auburn. So college football has been a big thing in my family. So it was kind of a running joke in my family that I'm going to Rutgers. And that's really unfortunate, especially because we're, Jets fans and I'm always used to just disappointing football so why not add on another team um but yeah pretty much is where I wanted to go to school makes sense so 
we're going in the time machine here. Do you remember Shiano's first time around when he was the no. head coach? No, not at all. Um, growing up, mostly college football for me, it was just Auburn, gotcha. watching Auburn games, not much Big Ten stuff. Um, you know, growing up, it was like you hate Duke, you hate Penn State, and you hate Alabama. That's it. That's okay. all I know. That's, so. that's, that's reasonable. I think most people can agree <laughs> with we hate Alabama. That That's a consistent yeah. one. So yeah. what's your first real memory of Rutgers football? Were you, whether just walking by the TV and it happened or someone in your family told you a specific story and you went and looked it up, something along those lines? Wow. For Rutgers football, it was probably when I started looking into going there um, mm -hmm. as a student. I was, I knew I wanted to go to a school that was on the larger side and that had academics, especially going in as a sports um, journalism major, I wanted to make sure that the school I was going to had a good sports program. And I knew that we were kind of lacking in football, um, just from jokes and on Twitter and um, around my house. Um, but it was really, I guess my first true experience with Rutgers football was the first game I ever went to as a freshman. Um, we won, I can't tell you who we were playing, um, but I, I know we won. And I think that was the only game we won that season. Well, it, hey, everyone starts somewhere, yeah. especially with the one win season. Everyone has to start somewhere. It's not yeah. always pretty. Yeah. Where, where does football rank in your personal pecking order for sports? So I'd probably put it third. I think baseball is definitely my number one. And then I'd go baseball, hockey, football. Um, my household is a football household, you know, college football on Saturdays, NFL on Sundays. My brother, my one of my older brothers played football in high school, so you know, it's there, but it's definitely not like my favorite. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love football, you know, it's hard not to love football. It, 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 there's something that's just kind of emotional about it that the other sports don't have where like, yeah, a yeah, hundred years from now, they're really going to look back and be like, they really played full contact tackle football and people like should have died, but somehow didn't. But yeah, the people were loving it. Yeah. Loving the brutality of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So what's your general attitude about Rutgers football specifically? Have you always just kind of taken it on the chin like I'm part of the joke? Have you kind of taken it personally where it's like, I don't know if I want to be your friend anymore because you just said that to me. How do you? Yeah, how do you, you know, I am probably too emotional of a person, especially when it comes to sports. I think growing up, especially as a Mets fan, um, I take sports opinions to heart. And when you insult my team, I take it personally. So if you say something bad about my team, you are basically cursing my name and my family. So, you know, I, I do take it a little personally when I see things on Twitter about, you know, Rutgers being, you know, just don't belong in the Big Ten. And, you know, I've gotten into my fair share of arguments, both on Twitter and um, shame to say it on TikTok about how Rutgers is not only belongs in the Big Ten, but is also just a good school. Um, I think I have a little bit too much school pride for the normal person, but you know, I just, I can't help it. I started the, the a chant of, you know, we want Bama at my at a football game last year. I, I can't help but just get way too involved and care way too much and have way too much faith. Um, and every sport that I, and every team that I support, but especially Rutgers, I just, I can't quit on them. I'll be 50 and I'll still, still believe they can win a natty championship. They always have good basketball teams. The women's basketball program has always been very good there. Look, we are a good school when it comes to sports. We have great wrestling program, great, great basketball program. You know, hello, Todd Frazier came from us. So, you know, I 
will defend Rutgers athletics till the day I die. So. <laughs> so when you get there, your first year as a freshman, what's the general vibe about the football program? Is it just like, this is what we do on a Saturday before we like, you know, do normal Saturday night activities? Or is it like, okay, maybe we, this could be a little bit fun. What's the vibe like? I think for Rutgers, football is an excuse to get drunk. It's an excuse to go and have parties. It's an excuse to date, it's an excuse to have fun. You probably will not catch the game being played at any party that you go to on a Saturday afternoon. This stadium will most likely be empty. People don't really care, but it's excuse for girls to put on outfits, take pictures, and it's excuse for guys to, you know, wear a jersey and absolutely just get trashed. Um, so I think when it comes to that aspect, Rutgers loves football and uh, the student body loves it, but when it comes to the game itself, it's really just the diehards that are really caring about it. Um, most of the time, people probably don't even know what what team we're playing. But honestly, I am on I'm on I'm off campus this semester because obviously of COVID. But this year, people do care more. Mm-hmm. I have seen a difference. People that I was friends with last year that really couldn't have given two shits about football, they care this year. They're watching this year. They're they're in the commentary this year. So. It's different, it's changing, but gosh, last year as a freshman, nobody cared. It was just excuse to go out and have fun. That's a ringing endorsement of Big Ten football. They got to put that in the commercial. Your team might not be good, but I promise you the social aspects of having a football team in the Big Ten are good for you. You will you'll have a great time. Saturdays are the best. You'll go out, you'll you'll date, you'll you'll take a midday nap and you'll go out at night, but you won't be able to say a thing about your football team. I, I can say I've been to a Rutgers game twice in my life. Once when they played Penn State like two years ago and they ran the Piscataway special and the quarterback dropped it. And then when I was really young, I went like the second or third year they were in the Big Ten and Ohio State just pummeled them because, you know, it's Ohio State. And yeah, that bring, that's a good way to transition to the next question I have where it's like, I know you still care. You go to the games. What is it like sitting in that student section for four quarters when it's like, that's Michigan coming in, that's Ohio State coming in. How do you, what do you say to yourself? You know, it's fun the first quarter because the first quarter, everybody's like, you know what? I think maybe we can do it. Maybe there's a chance. And we get to halftime and half of everybody's gone. The only people that are still there are like the, um, the riot squad and they're, you know, trying to get people to stay and the cheerleaders are desperately begging you to cheer along and, you know, do all the chants and the band is just wants to go home. But, you know, the atmosphere of college football itself is unlike any other. If you haven't been to a college football game, especially a good college football game, you know, I feel so bad for you. Um, I, you know, somebody, my older brother, again, you know, he went to Auburn. So going to Auburn games growing up, like that was the best. I was at the kick six game. That was an, an atmosphere and like, you know, any other in humble any brag. sports event. Humble brag. Yeah. Humble brag. I was there, hugged random people. It was great. But, you know, there's something about college football because it's like, yeah, you know, we're paying to like this team pretty much. So we can, we can really say whatever we want. And, you know, we don't, I, at Rutgers, we don't pay to get into to any sporting events. I don't pay. I just show my ID and I get in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can leave at halftime and not really feel bad about it or after the first quarter. Um, but, you know, it, it was interesting. 
definitely not what I was expecting, not what I was really hoping I would get out of a college football experience just because of what I was used to growing up. And I'd be like, whoa, why does everybody want to leave? You know, mm. it's literally the first quarter. Like we could, we could scrape something together, but you know, you got to be realistic at some point and realize, you know, we're not going to get back after being 50, 56, nothing. Okay. So the last part of the misery before we start talking about the resurgence this year is just what was the problem under the last head coach, Chris Ash? What do you think team-wise, whether it was the way they recruited, whether the, how they played, what you're just glaring, wow, this wasn't working, and now you have the benefit of seeing now how Rutgers can be competitive, if you had to say? You know, he let all the Jersey kids leave. That was something that really was kicking us in the foot. Nobody wanted to play for Rutgers, especially kids in New Jersey. And even kids in New Jersey don't even want to go to Rutgers for school because it's like, oh, you know, Rutgers is a state university. You know, nobody really wants to go. And they were just leaving. You know, we lost Saquon Barkley. You don't come back from that. You know, there are so many talented kids in Jersey that are so good at football that Ash just could not reach out to. He didn't have the clout. We were god awful. Nobody wanted to, you know, people would rather go play Juco than go play at Rutgers University. So it was just, there was no appeal. People would rather literally do anything than go here. And that it showed in the way that we played. Yeah. And you can tell that the main difference is that Shiano gets it, that they yeah. just have to, they have to get as many good New Jersey recruits as they can. And you yeah. can feel a competitive team, not necessarily yeah. one that can win the big 10 East at least yet, but competitive. They're in their games. They're not being laughed at this year. They yeah. have played. I mean, aside from the Penn State game, they've had they've had a chance to win pretty much all of their games this year. Dude, we went into you know, double overtime with Michigan. That yeah. is unheard of. Well, I mean, last year I'm pretty sure they beat us 56 to nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that this is happening during COVID <laughs> is so frustrating because we have been so starved of good football. And now we're all heat, like at home and our, at our parents' houses, like watching from our couch when we should be, you know, in Piscataway, we should be at Dages, we should be doing this, but we're here and we're at home. And this is just like excruciating. Oh, a hundred percent. If there was a non-COVID universe, I would have gone to the Rutgers Michigan game this year and been yeah. like genuinely excited to be at that football game and probably been like unconsciously tired by the start of the second overtime because yeah. a college yeah. football game is a draining experience. Oh, yes. Especially when you are way too involved and way too invested in the teams that are playing. So I I went through and I looked through like, you know, Shiano's track record, all that stuff, because I remember the first time he was here because I didn't really watch college football a lot as a kid. I always preferred the NFL just because the Giants were a lot more relevant. And being in the Northeast, there's not a college football team that's like here. But I remember yeah. that. I remember when they upset Louisville on that Thursday night because I remember going to school the next morning. And listening to the car and listening to the radio in the car and listening to the audio of Car Chris Carlin losing his mind, yelling there's pandemonium mm -hmm. in Piscataway. I remember that because that was the weirdest year of college football ever, where like, you know, if Rutgers wins like one more game, there's not an outside chance they would have went to the national championship game in two thousand seven. Yeah. So like it's I remember weird. that. I, yeah. I remember that growing up and seeing him come back it didn't go particularly well for him in the NFL. I think no. it's relatively safe to say that there's there's a clear difference between a college coach and an NFL coach. And he's he's a college head coach. He could be a coordinator in the NFL, but 
He's a college head coach. No, he he really shines, I think, in a college setting. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. His personality, it kind of he's got that just follow me. We got this. I mean, I have it a little further down here in the rundown, but the keep chopping thing, at first I kind of thought it was corny. Oh, like, it's the it's the best. <laughs> it's it's the best. It is and you know what? It's great because everybody buys into it. Yeah. everybody the players you know one good play they they you know they do the little hand thing you know everybody's everybody my god everybody loves shiano in in at Rutgers. it's insane when he came back there's a um like a store i guess called scarlet fever um in downtown uh, uh in downtown new brunswick and they sell you know like Rutgers stuff and the second he resigned big cut out of him right out in the front i mean it is insane how much people love shiano and his contract, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the man definitely uh, is paid a lot of money to run a college football program. But you know what? Get me a bowl game by my senior year. I don't care. I don't even care. It's, that's a question I was going to ask is, how do you feel as a student at Rutgers, how much they've put into athletics, being that, you know, they've had to let professors go, things of that nature. Because you care about sports, too. So it's conflicting for you. I had the same thing where I went to school where, yeah, they were raising money to build an indoor practice field for the football team. But they had like science professors teaching introductory English. How does it feel as a student who cares about sports, but also cares about academics? It's hard because I want to be a conscious student and hold my university responsible and I complain about tuition. I'm out of state. It's ridiculous. I'm paying a lot of money for really nothing right now. I'm doing all of my classes asynchronous online. I'm essentially at Phoenix University. But just, I am so competitive and I am so into sports that at the end of the day, you know, when I'm making my loan payments after I, after I graduate, I'm like, you know what, but I had some good times at football games. And we had a pretty good basketball team. And I remember this, and I remember rubbing this in this person's face. And I remember winning this argument because of this happened. So, you know what, I will sign my name on this. And maybe I will just have to deal with the fact that a couple of my classrooms are a little run down and that, you know, my dorm has asbestos in it. Cause you know what, it's at the end of the day, it's part of the bigger picture. And, you know, this is bigger than I am, you know? I need to make sure that our, our student athletes have as much protein you know, drinks as they want in the morning, because you know what, they're the future. But at the end of the day, really, you know, sports brings people into schools. That's where you get a lot of funding. That's where you bring in a lot of revenue. So if you can build up a good athletic program, especially with college football, because college football in America is huge, you know, you gain a lot of interest. People want to go to your school. Alabama is not that great of a school. People don't want to go to Alabama because they're like, they want, they want a high, you know, top class education. They want to go because Alabama has a damn good football team and they have fun on Saturdays. It's just the truth. Yeah. And they gain, they get a lot of revenue from that football team. There's a lot and of otherwise teams. very mediocre university. I'm sorry to everybody that went to Alabama. Yeah, there's a lot of rich kids is, from New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut who are like, I want to go to Alabama and go to football games every single Saturday and have the time exactly. of my life for four straight years. And that's a it. Lot of All people, you need to get into in Alabama is a pulse, and you should be able to read a little bit. That's it. But you know what? You will go to some good-ass football games. You'll that's see, it. You'll see NFL-quality football 
every single day for four years and you will graduate with a piece of paper that has your name on it. Exactly. And, but people know Alabama. It's a, it's a, it's a universally known university yeah. because of their athletics. So if you can get that, if you can get that behind you and behind your university's name, you got so many more kids enrolling, so many more people pumping in money. The Big Ten's going to give you more money, blah, 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 blah. So, hey, Rutgers gets in a bowl game this year. That's extra money. That helps. Yeah. I, I don't really remember when it was, but we got um, a shit ton of money from the Big Ten to like ramp up our like uh, athletic, like, facilities and all that like mm. I mean, the big 10 really is just throwing out money whenever you want yeah if it, if it means you're, you're going to be better and there you're not going to be an embarrassment they're like where's my checkbook i will write you a check yeah it helps the tv deals because if all their teams are more competitive they can ask for more money from the tv networks for their tv contracts yep. yeah so be, be continuing the fun part of this conversation did you expect them to be like competent this year no <laughs> no I had low expectations my one of my thing one of my philosophies in life is expect the worst and you will always be pleasantly surprised <laughs> so going into any season I'm like no no wins uh whole team's gonna drop dead halfway through the season and it's gonna be horrible I it's gonna be the worst season of my life I have been so pleasantly surprised you uh, you would think that they have gone undefeated and beat Ohio State by 50 points with the way that I feel about this team. I feel so confident. Anybody that says anything, I'm like, you got to believe me. You know, Rutgers is back. We're back. You know, Shiano, he, he's got it down. I mean, Clemson better watch out. Alabama better watch out. You know, you all, you, the SEC should be frightened. What, like, I think we've won like what, like two, two games, two, three games, but I, three games. Yeah, there you go. But it's, it's just, it's different. It's so different. You watch them and it's competent football. We know what we're doing. You know, we're, we're converting on, on third down. We're converting when we go for it on fourth down. Hello. That never happened last year. You, we did like, what we're scoring. We're getting, we're, we're getting past midfield. They scored That's 40 insane. points against Michigan. It's crazy. <laughs> this team couldn't even, if you would have put out just some like peewee team from Weehawken against them last year, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even scored once, but here they are. It's different and you can feel it and you can see, and you know, ever I clap every time Shiano comes on the screen. Cause I'm like, you know what? Look at you, look what you're doing. And it just shows that like, these kids had talent. They were just not being coached well. And it, it really, it, there's a difference when you put a good coach in the equation, especially a coach like Shiano. It changes the atmosphere, it changes the culture around not only the team, but around the whole school yeah. where people really care. People are buying into it. it. It's an air of legitimacy that comes with a good coach where it's like, all right, we might not be the most talented team, but he's going to push them and they're going to be competitive. And that's really all you can ask for as a, non-Ohio State team in the Big Ten is yeah. be competitive, be in all your games, have a chance to win at the end. And it brings me to something you said, where you said that they've always had the talent. It's just a matter of executing it. I mean, Saban and Belichick say it all the time. There's no such thing as a bad player. There's a bad coaching, but there's no such thing as a bad player. If he was a bad yeah. player, he wouldn't be playing Division One football. It's exactly. that kind of thing. It's, it's mentality. Yeah. It's believing. 
Yeah. And I, I, I think that really was what was missing with Ash because mm-hmm. you could just, you would look at anybody on the sideline at any point last year and you could just see like they hated their lives, had no idea what was going on. It's like, why are we here? What are we doing this for? What is the point? And it's so different this year because it's like they rally around him. You know, he, it's crazy. I mean, the man is, is honestly psychotic. He's yeah. constantly yelling. He's, he's a lunatic and I love it. And it fits in so well, especially with a New Jersey team. I mean, yeah. in half, he, he, he embodies a middle-aged man from New Jersey. <laughs> that is who Shiano is. And he fits it so well. And that's why people freaking love him people like like his age you if you find any middle-aged white man walking around the campus who is either a landlord there or has some sort of job with the university and you bring up Shiano it's like you're bringing up God I was I was looking for for housing for this year last year and I was talking to this um this landlord and he was like no you don't understand if we get Shiano it's all over it's different he's different when I when I was a student here and he was co and you know it was different, man. You know, people really cared, you know, Saturdays here, it was fun. People cared. We were winning. And I was like, awesome. You know, I wasn't asking about that. I was asking about the house that you're trying to lease, but thank you. You know, they will, they will stop at nothing to hype this man up. And it's the same thing with the players. They love him and they will do what it takes to win for him. And that's so different from Ash. (laughs) Ash could have got hit by a car last year and half, half the team would have been like, who, who died? I don't know who that is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but here, my God, if anything happened to Shiana, I would be out of school for months. No finals, nothing, nothing goes on. We have to memorialize this man like he is Jesus reincarnate. And that's the difference. That's the difference. Who's a more important Rutgers product, Shiano or James Gandolfini? Honest question. You know, I think majority of people either on campus, alumni, current students, if it came down to it, your dog is in a burning building. You could either save your dog, you could save Greg Shiano. They're, they're pulling out Greg Shiano. You know, RIP to Fluffy, but Greg Shiano is coming. Greg, Greg Shiano is making it out. I didn't expect to laugh this hard talking about Rutgers <laughs> in a serious tone. You know, what yeah. can we say? We're a laughing stock, even if we're good. That's because we all came into the season expecting the Big Ten East to be a knife fight. It would be Penn State and Ohio State. And instead, it's been a dumpster fire. All of the average teams beating each other, and it's been a very weird year, obviously. But I remember week one when they upset Michigan State as like a two, three touchdown underdog. Everyone lost their mind. Everyone on oh. Twitter lost their goddamn mind, being like Rutgers. Rutgers? I was ready to tattoo the Rutgers football across my forehead, and I'm I'm living on an apartment in uh, on Easton Ave, which is a pretty like central point in in downtown New Brunswick, and people were screaming, honking horns. You would have thought that like we just won, we literally just won the whole thing. It, it I, I my roommates like didn't get why I was so like hyped up about it. I was like, all right, game day, here we go. Like I woke them up with the fight song in the morning. Like I was like, here we go. They're like, Weenie, why do you care? We're just gonna lose. And I'm like, you know what? You don't know that. And when we won pandemonium 
that's, I mean, you know, pandemonium in Piscataway, that was, you know, a little miniature. We had our own little pandemonium in Piscataway that night because it was like, we just did what? We won. We beat a big 10 team. Yeah. Unheard of. Yeah. Because they were, what's it called? They hadn't, they, Ash won three big 10 games in like five years, something like that. They kept, during the, the game, every like five seconds, they were like, oh, this hasn't been done in 20 so years. And I'm like, well, that's so depressing. <laughs> that's so depressing. Okay. But you know what? It's time. It, it's got to be nice. That's all I'm going to say. It's got to be nice to like not totally hate your team anymore. It, it, it's comforting. Oh, it feels great. Yeah. It, this is this is a great year for me, you know. Well, not the Jets because that's <laughs> just horrible. But, you know, the Mets, we got Steve Cohen, and now I've got Rutgers football. Rutgers basketball is ranked. Yeah. Look at me. So transitioning the conversation, looking forward, in a normal non-COVID year where you're going to have non-conference schedules, that kind of thing, what do you realistically expect from Rutgers football? What is a good season if you were in charge of Shiano's performance review? What, should, what are you telling him his objective is? Seven wins, a bowl game. What's the goal here? For me, I want a bowl game by the time I'm a senior. I'm a sophomore right now. I want a bowl game by the time I'm a senior. There are so many bowl games. There's literally like a, a Jurgens Ultra, you know, smooth bowl game. Get us in one. I just want one, you know, especially bringing in non-conference. You know, we played like, you know, when we played, I want to beat Boston College. We lost to Boston College last year. We lost to Boston College last year. I want to beat Boston College. For me, that's that's where I'm at. I want to beat the teams that we are supposed to be beating. And then we can start looking into, can we beat Michigan? Can we beat Penn State? Can we beat Ohio State? Probably not. But can we talk about it? Is it even in the conversation? So, you know, for me, I just want Shiano to focus, you know, not only on the big dogs, but when we get into non-conference play, attacking those teams where it should be easy wins. Because too often you go into a game and it's like, oh, easy dub, like that's fine. Cushion the cushion the season, cushion the, the record. And you let it go. But that's what's important. And that's what's going to start to get you into positions where your players are going to feel more confident going into games against Michigan or against Ohio State. So what I was going to say was Rutgers has the easiest tie-in ever where you know how Hawaii plays in the Hawaii Bowl every year? Rutgers should be playing in the pinstripe bowl every single year. That is a realistic goal where, and it's an easy tie-in because you can have all of the people from New York and New Jersey come. And occasionally you get the schools like, I know Notre Dame played played in it a few years ago. Boston College has been in it a few times. You can make that a relatively consistent thing because you get seven wins. You can play in the pinstripe bowl most years. You know, and I'll, I'll freaking take it. My God, I'll take it. I will wear a pinstripe bowl shirt in my grave and I'll be like, look what we did. I'll tell my grandkids about it. I'll be like, I went to the pinstripe bowl once and my team won. And they'll be like, okay, grandma, let's get you sitting down now. 2023. 2023 pinstripe bowl champions I, I look forward to having that shirt oh my god i'll wear it to graduation i will wear it to graduation screw the cap and gown i'll wear that so which team in the big tennis do you hate the most oh god penn state okay it's, I, it's so easy okay the floor is yours uh, make the why why <laughs> look penn state couldn't give a shit about Rutgers. 
and I'm pretty sure Shiano said it going into the into the Penn State game this year. He's like, you know, they're our rival. We are not theirs. Penn State does not care about us because it, freaking they have bigger fish to fry. I mean, maybe not this season, but in seasons past. But something about Penn State, man, pisses me off. And so many people, I know so many people that I go to school with, they were like, you know, I really wanted to go to Penn State. And then I went and I visited it. And then I kind of felt it out and like realized that Penn State fans are like, man, it's like a cult. Like Penn State, I don't know if it's because it's in the middle of nowhere and they're kind of like isolated out there and it's all they have. But if you go to, it's like signing like a blood treaty, like something about it, it's it's weird. And I just, when we, we beat Penn State last year in basketball and that was, that was the best feeling. I was like, screw Penn State. Like, this is, this is it. This is, this is, this is how I'm feeling. This is, this is the best day in the whole world. And then, you know, there were no Penn State fans talking about it because they were like, who cares about Rutgers? Like it's the little brother. And we have, you know, we have a chant literally at our, our game on third down where we go fuck Penn State. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I mean, we'll be playing freaking Boston College. They'll be on third down. And we're like, yeah, fuck Penn State. Who, who cares? But you know what? That's how it is. And I fully believe it. I despise Penn State like I despise Alabama. So I say it. So, I did an episode specifically about Penn State a couple of weeks ago when they went to 0-5 when they had just lost to Nebraska and I had on someone I work with who went to Penn State. And the way I described Happy Valley is, because I've been there a couple of times too, is it's kind of like the horror movie where everyone is way too friendly. So there's got to be something wrong there. That's kind of yeah. the vibe it has where it's just it's too friendly. Weird, man. It's too it's pretty. It's so weird. It, like, it, nothing can be this perfect. And, but then uh, there was like a whole thing uh, on TikTok, I think over the summer where, it, you, yeah, you can laugh about that, where it was like a big trend where people were talking about how much they hated being at Penn State and they were transferring. And the you would have thought that the video was like slandering like God. People in the comments were like, well, there must be something wrong with you because I love Penn State and blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, somebody didn't get a bid when they rushed a fraternity. Like, I was like, Dude, like you would have, I mean, it was crazy. People were so pissed that anybody had anything bad to say about Penn State. I was like, this is frightening. Now, granted, I get I get a little too aggressive when people insult Rutgers, I'll say it, but that's really not how majority of people are. Most of the people are like, yeah, yeah whatever. But I have not met one person that either attended or has an affiliation to Penn State that is not psychotic about Penn State. I, I mean, love they they love Penn State. I love my my girlfriend dearly, but she she does get a little too defensive about Penn State sometimes. Like when Trace came in the game on Monday, she lost her goddamn mind. She you, you know, know and I, she's great. And you know, she's one of the one people that likes Penn State that you know I don't despise. <laughs> so I can hand that to her. But I just and it's always about Rutgers too. I'll see anything about anybody from Penn State and they're like, oh, little brother Rutgers. And I'm like, can we just do anything? Like, please, like you, and we're obsessed with you, but you don't need to be obsessed with us. You know, you have other stuff to talk about it, at least. It makes sense for us, but not, not for you guys. Don't stoop to our level. Uh, it's, hey, maybe things change. Maybe Rutgers is the whiteout game in Happy Valley in like five years. 
I would love that. I mean, that, but that, you know, I'm, you know, I love Rutgers, but that is a, a college football, you know, atmosphere unlike any other. I'll say it. I'm not afraid to say it. It's great. Good for them. Maybe it's because they're a little bit of a cult. Maybe. But you know Maybe. what? I'll, I'll let them have it. I'll let them have it. So who do you wish you could have seen play that went to Rutgers? McCourty brothers, the uh, the running back from the Ravens, who is kind of like, you know, we all – we have to acknowledge that he was very good in college, but he's not a good person, so it's complicated. Yeah. The floor it, is yours. It, you know – I'm going to say the running back from the Ravens, mm-hmm. maybe. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to hint at it. Maybe it was him. Maybe it's not. Um, you know, he, he was breaking records every week. It was mm. crazy. Um, the McCordy twins, you know, I write for um, our school's paper, and I was doing a Rutgers alumni in the NFL, and it's always the McCordy twins. You walk into the yard, um, there's this huge, like, screen, and there's constantly a McCordy twins ad being played. So, you know, they really, and I was doing it, and I was naming, like, players, and my boyfriend was like, he went to Rutgers? And I was like, yes. Like, you know, we've we've produced, we've had our fair share of, you know, pretty good players go into the NFL. Um, so, you know, politically correct, I would say the McCordy twins. Off the record, I'd probably say that one dude that played in Baltimore at one point in time. Yeah. Yeah, no, because I remember that being like a guy from Rutgers could win the Heisman this year and being like, yeah, yeah that that kind of speaks volumes to how good he was in college. Yeah. Leave it at that. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. It has to be addressed, but it has to be addressed. It, it, to be yeah. addressed. it, it just yeah. does. Yeah. Do you think Shiano is in this job till he's done coaching or do you think he's just using this as career rehab? Great question. You know, we kind of had to beg him to come back. Yeah. First round of conversations, he wasn't for it. And then I'm pretty sure it was like a private jet that got him to buy back in. Like, I think he gets a private flight whenever he wants, whatever. But, you know, I think he, I think he loves the school and something that is different, especially between him and Ash, he, he pulls up to other sporting events, yeah. you know, I'll be at a basketball game and he's, he's courtside, he's there and he's in it. And, you know, he, he does love the school. And I think for him, maybe in his eyes, it was maybe a little step down, you know, a career wise. And, you know, maybe he is using us as a little bit of a career rehab. Use me all you want. I don't care. Go for it. But really, I don't, I, I don't think that his goal is necessarily to get back into the NFL. I think he, he kind of knows and he tra- tested it out. He's like, you know what, maybe this really just isn't for me. Maybe I can, you know, be a Nick Saban, and make a really good name for myself in college football. And you know what? He should do it. I might be biased, but I think he should stick around for many, many years to come. That's the entire point of this podcast is for people who are psychotic about their teams to be unrealistic and lo- produce lofty goals. That's the entire point. Oh, I'm, I'm so unrealistic. I, you know what? I say bowl game by the time I'm a senior, I would like it all by the time I'm a senior. I'd like to crush Clemson's throat by the time I'm a senior. I would like to see Greg Schiano fight Dabo Sweeney. I'd pay mo- good money to see that fist fight. That would be a you lot know, of fun. And growing up in the South too, because, you know, college football is – god here it is god even and you know being in georgia you know college football is even huge bigger huger 
you know, we have people that can barely read and write, you know, in the sticks of Georgia that will pull a gun on you if you say anything bad about the Georgia Bulldogs. They have no affiliation to the university. Maybe their great, great grandfather attended there once, but it is live, breathe, die college football here. So it's, it's in my nature to care a little bit too much about college football, especially, you know, going up to a big 10 school that was really good. Everybody was like, why do you care so much? And it was like, because I, I have to, this is how I grew up. I was, I grew up going to Auburn games. That's what it was. The iron Bowl. we went to the iron Bowl. We couldn't get tickets, but we tailgated it and we were there and everybody was absolutely psychotic, but that's what it is. And that's what I was expecting. And I was like, you know what, maybe this isn't what the atmosphere is right now, but I'm going to make it that way. It's a testament to how good Chiana was the first time around that Rutgers head coach to NFL head coach was a lateral move. Like that was a realistic thing. Like yeah. Chris Ash is like coaching high school football for free right now. Rutgers, yeah. go ahead. If, and that's even saying something because if I was a parent and I was walking my child into like his first day of like freshman, um, you know, football practice and I saw Chris Ash, I'd be like, get in the car or move into a different school district, I'll send you to private school because this is ridiculous. I'm not paying all these taxes for this man to coach you. Let's go. Because yeah. my God, I would have been a better coach. Uh, me and I barely, you know, I, you know, I know the ins and outs of football, but I don't know it. I don't have any reason to be coaching, but give me his job. I'll take it. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. It, it's always I, good. It's always good to talk about college football. I've had a lot of college football episodes. This was a lot of fun. I didn't think talking about Rutgers football would be this fun. Dude, you know what? Rah, rah, man. Like, you know what? We have fun. You know, we lose, but we have a lot of fun on the banks. You know, we have fun doing it. So that's a testament to my, to my lovely, lovely school. I want to have you back in the near future to talk about the Mets and the oh, Devils. I would like to have you talk about the Devils because... I, <sighs> All of my Devils fans' friends are like, I'm not coming on your podcast to talk about the Devils. And I know you actually will. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be an interesting conversation. Don't oh, worry, I, I'm civil. I am friends with so many Devils fans, I have to be civil. Yeah, like, I'm sure, because I'm sure if you weren't, I'm sure Maya would kill you. I yeah. know her, and she would slice you up if you weren't, so. Yeah, like the other day, I was like, it really sucks. I'm not going to get to see Lafreniere's first game. And she said, do you hear yourself right now? Be quiet. <laughs> and I, I stopped talking and we transitioned to talking about football. Yeah. Where can the people find your work? Um, so my Twitter, um, it's Lainey, just my name, L-A-N-E-Y-E-I-O. Um, I have a link to, I write for a Mets blog there. Um, I also write for my school paper, which I have linked in my Twitter as well. Um, you can find all of my obnoxious sports takes. I talk about Harry Styles a lot. My apologies. He should get the clout he does. Uh, but that's where you can find most of my stuff. Yeah. Noted Packers fan, Harry Styles, of course. Not die hard. He's got the tattoo on him and everything. Uh, I hate that. I know that. All right, people. Um, <laughs> I will be back on Monday. We have a Heisman edition of the Upper Bowl GM podcast coming on Monday. It'll be focused on how we can make the Heisman Trophy a better award that isn't that doesn't just go to the best quarterback for the school, SEC school that puts up the gaudiest numbers and some guys to look for in bowl season and bowl, how they translate to the NFL. This was a lot of fun. Uh, see you guys.